I pray to God that I'm able to. Was I like that? No, I don't think so. I don't think I will this time. Thank you, though. Thanks for offering that, though. I think you can handle it. She asked me if I wanted the barbells in here. I said, no, I don't, I don't think so. We'll just let it go. Doesn't mean we won't use it later. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a Pentecostal preacher. Doesn't mean I may not call on, uh, call on Dwayne. Dwayne, run out there and get those bars right now in the middle of my message. But the Lord loves us and cares for us. I want to preach to some men this morning. I want to preach to some fathers. And the message is universal. It can go to everyone in this room. So please don't tune me out because I have a word that I know that God wants me to share with you this morning. And just let's just believe. How many here raise your hand and say, Pastor, I received the word of the Lord this morning. I prepare my heart to receive God's word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just want to share a few moments on a message titled, Be Strong. Be Strong. I'm going to use some Old Testament and end up in the New Testament. My evangelistic years, that seemed to be a lot what I ended up doing. I started in the Old and ended up in the New. It wasn't that my sermon was so long that I went from Genesis to Revelation, but the fact is, is the tie-in, the connection of God's Word that from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And so I want you just to believe and receive the word of the Lord. Father, I thank you, God, for every person that is in this room. And Lord, I am totally dependent upon you, God, to try and share this word and this message. And I'm honored, God, for all the fathers who are in this house today. And Lord, I know that they came because, some came because they were invited some are here because they're part of this church. But Lord, just bless every father that's in this room, Lord. And help me as a man, God, to be able to preach to the men. Lord, I know in the hour that we live in right now that manhood is being challenged. Confusion is knocking everywhere and colliding with everything even to the fact of what it is to be a man. But I pray, God, in the name of Jesus Christ, you're the, creator, you're the creator of gender. You're the creator of all things, and you're the creator of men and women. I pray, Lord, that you may, by the power of your spirit, lift up every man and every person in this room. In the name of Jesus Christ, I ask it, Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Be strong. Be strong. I'm going to start in Joshua chapter 1 and read some verses there. And then we'll go forward and move forward about what it is to be strong. To be strong. What was in context of what God was saying to Joshua at least three times as he's reporting to him what his life is going to be from that moment on. He says, be strong. Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. After the death of Moses, 
the servant of the Lord. It came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I'm giving them, the children of Israel. Verse 6 and 7. God's speaking to Joshua. He says, be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Verse 9 concludes and says, God says, I have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I want you to consider the context and the, this, this very moment that Joshua was experiencing. Here is Joshua's, who was Moses' assistant for years, and God just tells him Moses is dead. Everything is about to change in his life. Everything. Position, job description, his home life, his married life, his family life, his very life is about to change forever. Here, he realizes for the first time, maybe it was the first time he realizes, now he is responsible for the lives of over a million people. And he realizes now it's up to him to lead the people across the Jordan River that was swelling and overflowing. And for him to have to find a way and how they were going to do it. I mean, listen, that just kind of fits into the, what I'd said before years ago as a, as a theme for a year. I may not know how, but I do know who. Joshua may not have known at that time of the hows, but he did know the who. And that here, he knew that he had to face this swelling river and cross over with the people, a million, over a million people. And then knowing that he was facing the impenetrable walls of Jericho, that wagons could roll across the top of the wall. There was traffic going on because it was so wide. And apartments were in the walls. It was so big. And here they are, this small nation in front of this new world, and he was going to have to lead the way, and they were going to have to deal with Jericho. And then he knew there that once they crossed over, it would be a continual battle upon battle of occupying peoples, people who were already there because they were the invaders. 
Actually, they weren't, but according to the other people, they were. They were just claiming what God had already promised Abraham to begin with. They were reclaiming. But to the enemy, it was an invasion. And here all these factors come into play, and then God tells him, he says, be strong and courageous, and says it to him three times in his instruction personally to him is to be strong. And he speaks here, be strong and of good courage. Everything Joshua faced, though, he included God in the equation, and he came out ahead, he came out on top, he came out victorious, because God was always in the equation. God was always in the lead. To be strong is to be in God. To be strong and courageous is by God's ability and not by our own ability. And I know you, you think, well, that's Joshua. What about me? I want to tell you guys, be strong and courageous. Be strong in the Lord and know that if God be for us, who can be against us? God be for us, who can be against us? You ever, have you ever heard of a person's life being described as a book and with different chapters in their life? I mean, it sound, it, metaphorically, that's a great metaphor of a person's life is their life is like chapters in a book, and eventually, you know, the metaphor, the book closes, and final chapter over. Well, I used to think that way, but in my experience and mileage, I used to think that, but I think that my life is actually more like could be described, and maybe you can relate with me, The life is actually is a set or series of books. You know, it's like a volume of books. The President of the United States gets a library. I'm telling you that you and I and everyone in this room, you get a library. They're the episodes, the events, the details, of your life is not really by chapter, it's by volumes. And by book by book. You'll find out in a moment what I'm talking about. <clears throat> it's a series of books, you know, volumes of books in my life. Can I, I can only use me because I can't talk about you. But maybe you'll relate. You know, books titled like Ron Bynum, The Early Years. You know? Ron and Leah Bynum, romance. Ron Bynum, the married years before having kids. Ron Bynum, the married years after having kids. That's a real thick book volume. Ron Bynum, the ministry experiences. Ron Bynum, the dad enlightenment years. Oh, I can't forget this one. Tough times for Ron Bynum. 
Can anybody relate to that one? Huh? Tough times for Ron Bynum. And then I had to include Ron Bynum, the spirit-filled years. Yeah. But there are volumes upon volumes in my library. I mean, you can have a book if you want, but I have a library. I got a lot of story. I got a lot of stuff. I got volume upon volume of seasons of my life and things that I've gone through. And I believe you have too. A volume of book after book. There's a tradition of the Jewish people as they're in their gathering in the synagogue that as the Torah is being read in the synagogue, when a person who's doing the reading was finishing the last line of one book before going into another book, the next book, the people would speak out, Kazak, Kazak, Benik, Kazak. And it literally means, be strong, be strong, and let us be strengthened. You will go through different books of your life. But I want you to know that God declares, and we need to declare as a people, be strong, be strong, and let us be strengthened in the Lord. Let us be strengthened in him. I don't know what book you're in right now. I don't know what volume you're in right now, but I can guarantee you that you're going to face another volume. You're going to reach the other book and another book. And when you do, you just declare and say, I'm going to be strong. I'm going to be strong and have courage in God. See, that's really where they, did you know where they got that? They got that from Joshua. And so every before they go to another book in the Torah, they, they repeat that in Hebrew because they know, here we go. Here comes another book. Here comes another season, and we're going to be strong. The strength that carried us through this one is going to carry us through the next one. The strength that was with us in this book will start off in the next book of our life and the next season of our life. And how many here knows that God's strength is enough and that we can be strong in the Lord? Be strong in God. Hallelujah. And Joshua knew it. That's why he let God lead the way. That's why he knew that I'm going to let God lead the way. You know, when I don't let God lead the way, I usually find my mistakes. That's another volume. The volume of Ron Bynum's mistakes. And that's the thickest book of all. But I find out that when I trust in him, and when you guys, you trust in the Lord, and trust in him, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. God will be with you. God will be your strength. God will help you. Kazak is to be strong, to be strong in the Hebrew. He said, well, that's Joshua. Joshua led the army. Joshua knew how to fight. That's Joshua. You ever, that's Old Testament. You know, I, it's not real relevant. That's uh, one of those, you know, those mighty heroes there. But see, then we can walk into the New Testament. And in the New Testament, we realize now 
that we're, it's the age of grace. We're the age of the Lord Jesus. God, God had come down himself and handled our bad situation, our hopeless situation, and through his work on the cross, Jesus Christ died so that we could be redeemed. Then he rose from the dead on the third day, reigns triumphantly sitting at the right hand of the Father right now, and because of his mission that he took, you and I don't have to rely solely on ourselves. If anything, we got a new and improved version here. We got something that better promises, a better hope, the book of Hebrews says, through Jesus Christ. We got something better. I'm glad I'm in the new and not in the old. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm glad I'm in the New Testament and not in the Old Testament. Can I get an amen out of somebody in this house that knows what I'm talking about? I'm glad that I have been washed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I'm glad that in this New Testament times, uh, that perilous times will come, but God will give me a strength and a power that I can make it. And that the chapter that I'm living in or the book that I'm living in right now is a book of victory, a book of an overcomer, a book of God's mercy, a book of God's power, and that God works in my life. Is he working in your life? Is he doing a great work? Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. The Bible says in the New Testament, finally, I like what one translation says, it, it phrases a final word here. Paul's saying, I got a final word here. I'm going to finish this up, this final word, in the book of Ephesians chapter 6. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. I want you to look at this in context here, okay? As far as the location of that verse. The location of that verse, if you and I were to remove the chapter numbers, if you and I would remove the numbers that are to the verses and only have the title of the book in front of us, Ephesians, and all the writing that is there, we would have a clear perspective of what Paul was trying to do when he wrote a letter to the Ephesians. It was a letter. You know, sometimes, you know, the numbers are there for our helping. You know, Paul didn't write down Ephesians chapter 6. He didn't write chapter 6 and verse 10. You know that, don't you? That was added for our schooling and learn and be able to find a verse, which I'm very thankful for, but that wasn't. Paul didn't write that. But if you remove that, you get a clear perspective of how the book was originally written. In this case, of course, it was a letter written by Paul to the church of Ephesus. I don't believe that it's coincidental that we find written the words, as I just read to you in Ephesians 6 and 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might that it's located where it's at. It's not coincidental. When we read previously, Paul, in the previous chapters, Paul's giving instruction pertaining to relationships, instructions pertaining to our wives, to our families, even to our employers. He's giving instruction there. And then the reality he begins to share in that letter that we're going to wrestle against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, 
against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Then he goes on and says, and, and then you're going to need to suit up with the armor, an armor that's weighty and the intensity of knowing you're, you're about ready to go into a fight. I believe that that verse in Ephesians 6 and 10 is found there. You find it that it's nestled in the center of all of that. He says, be strong in the Lord, but not stopping with that, but with the word of assurance he shares that is a help that's on the way. He said, be strong in the Lord, and he says, in the power of his might. That's the New Testament. In the power of his might. Whose might? God's might. In the power, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Oh, I don't think you're getting this. That it's not the fact of you're just believing in God. No, the fact is you're experiencing God in the power of his might. In the power of his mind. He says, listen, you're going to deal with family. You're going to deal with relationships. He gave instructions about that. Dealing with your kids. Lord knows that's a job. That's a full-time ministry. Yeah, full-time, full-time. That's why it takes a mom and a dad. And probably could use a couple grandparents too. To, you know, throw them in the bunch there. It takes a lot to, to raise children. He said, listen, in your relationships, your wife, husbands, how you treat your wife. And how you serve your wife, how you submit and love your wife and care for her. And then wives, how, how they reflect to their husbands. And then children are to obey their parents. There's this relationship going on here. For a dad, sometimes we can feel overwhelmed thinking, I don't think I can be that relational. You know? You know I don't know about you, but I think females are wired for a relationship. Guys... We're kind of wired for a, maybe a, a recliner, a football game, and a hot dog. We're, wi we're wired for, oh, I can fix that. I can do that. I'll just handle it. I don't have to talk. I can grunt, and it's done, and I'm all over, but we find out our grunting won't work in our relationships because we have to talk. Talk. You know, guys, see if you can say talk. And believe me, our wives want to talk. So we're trying to keep up with that. Okay. But our greatest partner, our soulmate, our partner, is our wife. Who fights with us, you know, not against us, but with us. And so it's a together it's a relationship. So Paul's saying you've got to work on that relationship. And then you've got all the powers of hell coming against you. Out to destroy you, destroy the family. There's somebody you're married, but the devil doesn't want you to stay married. You know? The devil doesn't want you to have peace in your home. The devil doesn't want, the devil wants you to fight and constantly fight. But see, I got an assuring word to you. Your marriage will work in the power of God. In the power of his might. In the power of his might. And if it doesn't work, and it falls apart, you'll be able to go through that season. 
to realize that you're living in the power of his might, that you're strong, not because you're able to do it, because, man, you just ain't got it in you, but in the power of his might. Can I tell you where I think the might is so great of a word? I could go and do study in the Greek, and we'll go and take it apart, and that's a good thing. That'd make a good lesson time. But my understanding of might is this. Man, I have worked with all, I have done with all my might to make something happen. You ever said that before? I've tried with all my might to make that thing happen. Might in that scripture means maximum. And it's not that God has to use his maximum power to give us victory. And to give us power, no, it's, it's, a, it's that resource is there if it's needed. Now, somebody try and describe to me the might of God who spoke the worlds in existence in the universe. I mean, who has always been and always will be. Somebody try to describe to me and define and measure out the might of God. And here Paul says this is be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. In other words, God is always sufficient. God's power is always there, and God's power is always enough. It's always enough. If you don't believe me, i got someone you can interview and talk to him. His name is Satan. And the devil will give you a good interview... Well, he'll probably lie most of the time, but we're kind of used to lying lately. We hear it all the time. But he, he'd have to eventually say, yeah, I thought I was something in heaven, but God said something otherwise. God threw me right out. He kicked me right out. I thought I was all-powerful, but I wasn't because I couldn't stand against his might. I couldn't stand against his might. Somebody ought to reach into this and realize this. What you're facing, what you're dealing with in your life. Family is having issues. Marriage is having issues. Your job is, there's issues. Your home feels like it's falling apart. All this stuff is coming down on you, but right smack dab in the middle of relationships and all the forces of hell is that Paul says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. By God. You know, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things. Come on, somebody say all. All. I mean, what is all? All is all. All's not a little. All's not a little portion. All's not a fraction. All's not a percentage. It's everything. All. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Who strengthens me. Yeah, that power, that power. And he says there, finally, be strong in the Lord. One translation puts it, a final word. Paul says, listen, I've given you all this instruction. Now, this last word, catch it, get it. You ever realize that people, when they say the last things they say are the most important things that they want someone to hear, you know? He says, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You see, what I'm trying to say is this. There are times that you and I will say, I can't. I can't. 
Have you ever said I can't before? A lot of times what it is, you need to change that, and the problem is you need to say I won't. Usually it's won't, I just won't, but you're saying you can't. I can't. And sometimes we can get to places where we can't, but we need to say I can't, but he can. And now I can because he can. Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do everything, everything needed to be the best father, the best husband, the best man of God that I can be because receive the power of God and believe in him. For I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Be strong. Be strong. You know how God operates? The same way if you go out there and you're going to pick up those weights. I guess I could have them up there. But forget it, Dwayne. You don't have to go get it. Amen. We made it so it would be a photo op if you didn't figure it out. One person was here this morning and they said, wow, how did you get them in here? Well, I said, just very simply, because it's made out of foam, it's, it's, it's for a photograph, okay? God wants you guys to get the photo op of your life. You grab something that is measured and marked as though it's 550 pounds, but you need to take one hand, lift it up, and do this thing. Some of you are going to do that funny stuff, too. You're going to be real funny with your, your picture that's it's going to post on Facebook, how you're handling those weights, how strong you are, and how incredible, because some people think it's funny, but with the child of God, it's not funny. I'm telling you, Jesus Christ has made it so. You're picking up and handling this weight that you say you can't, but he can, and because he can, you can. By his strength, by his power, by his might, we can do this. We can. We can. And then it says, you know, all is might. Then Paul says, he said, now, now you can suit up. Now you can put the armor on. Because with the power of God in you, then the helmet's going to work. The shield's going to work. The breastplate's going to work. The gird of truth around your loins, the shield of faith, helmet salvation, sword of the spirit. It's all going to work because you're in the power of his might. And God will give you victory. Yeah. Yeah. So he describes that. And he begins to share it. In history, scripture was in the Old Testament written in Hebrew. As time went on, New Testament times, languages changed and the translation went to Aramaic and Greek. But there's an ancient book that is called the Septuagint, which is the Greek translation of the Old Testament. And it's used in the New Testament too, in the Greek. And the word that is translated, which I'm not going to say it, why? Because it's Greek. The 1 Corinthians 16, 13 in the Amplified Bible says, Be on guard, stand firm in your faith, in God respecting his precepts and keeping your doctrine sound. But he says this, act like men and be courageous, be strong. Did you know in the Septuagint, the same word that act like men it translates, there's a word in the Greek for that, and it's mentioned there in 1 Corinthians 6 and 13. In other words, it's great to be a guy. 
It's great to be a man. It's great to be mature and act like a man. King James says, quit like a man. And some people misread that and thought, really, they just quit. But act like a man. Be courageous. Be willing to fight. Be willing to stand. Walking in the power of God and the power of his might. Be energized in him. I don't, I don't think this is the age where the, the, the age of man is going to deplete. I don't care what wokeism says. I don't care what they want to say and, and stuff about men. But I will tell you, you won't have civilization without men. Why? Because it's in God's order that men and women. God created that. He made it that way. Somebody say amen to that. You believe that God has an order. He has an order. He has an order. And when we're not in his order, we're out of order. Okay? I mean, that's all it is. Just as simple as that. But he set things in motion and he said, quit like men. Act like men. Be anointed. Be courageous. Walk in the power of his spirit and be a man that is mature, that will stand, will fight. Be a man to stand up for your family. Not only in words, but in actions. Not only just in your words, but live like you're standing up with, for your children. And what I mean by that is let your... I mean, to act like a man is that you will find... Your children will find you praying to God. Act like a man means that your children will watch and see you at times open the Word of God and read and study God's Word and see that God is really just as important to you in the church as He is in the house that God is over your life. We need to act like men where that we will stand up and be bold and love our wives and show our children what it is to love our wives and for our boys to know that they love their wives when they marry them and show affection to them. Can I get an amen? Somebody wave at me. All the guys wave at me right now and say, glory to God, glory to God. I feel the Holy Ghost in that. But nobody can do what you can do. Guys, God's anointed us to act like men. God has called us to be strong in the power of his might. You can, but you may feel like you can't, but he can. And because he can, you can. Remember that. Because he can, you can. You do all things through him, through him, through him. I want to pray for you guys. I want us to be mighty men of God. I want every one of us to be on fire and love the Lord and serve Jesus Christ, that Jesus is our Lord and Master. And wherever we are, we're courageous because God's with us. And God's not, God is not against us. He's for us. He's for us. Would you stand with me right now? Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God.